This week, we talked to Luke Shankula. Make sure you stay to the end because we talk about some serious actionable items that you can apply today to make some impact on that organic reach when you're working on social networks. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build a foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Luke Shankula on the call tonight. Luke, I really appreciate your time and we're going to be covering a lot of ground. I understand that you're a digital marketing expert. Um, you do a lot of mortgage-related marketing, um, but you're, we're going to really cover a lot of ground because I, I value a lot of the, we're going to see a lot of cross-pollination here with what you did and what how you grew your business. But before we start things off, like I warned you, I want to make sure everybody has a way to get a hold of you. So, Luke, uh, we, we, I'm going to include a lot of the links in the show notes, but it's loansondemand.co. So make sure you use co instead of .com. Um, but otherwise, where else can they reach you? I know you're pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah, so you can reach me on uh, so the, the other website that we have is our, just our kind of our general website, which is paragondmg.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I think it's L Shankula. Um, or just search my name. I don't think there's any other Luke Shankles in the entire US. Um, so that'll be pretty easy. And then LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, I do spend some time on LinkedIn as well. Um, Facebook's probably my, my primary sort of uh, platform that I use uh, specifically for some of the organic type marketing stuff that you know, we were kind of talking about pre, pre, uh, pre going live, right? So uh, yeah, we can talk about all that stuff though. So, so no, I've been, this has been going to be a good conversation. I've been looking forward to this because I think, you know, this is a number one topic for a lot of people. And um, we, I really value bringing other expertise from other industries and related industries because uh, we can learn a lot from each other. And yeah. this concept of organic reach on these social networks, I think, is foreign to a lot of real estate investors and uh, is one of those low-hanging fruits that I think a lot of people need to tackle. So, yes. So let's let's start and talk about that. Like what, you know, you are you said you're you're probably most active on Facebook, but how would somebody go about branding themselves, if you will, on these social media? And I know that that's that's a pretty broad question, but I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. an obvious place to begin. Yeah, and I think it's going to differ depending uh, a little bit depending on which platform you choose to use, right? Like, you know, some people, especially younger sort of generations, love Instagram. I still haven't quite figured Instagram out, um, <laughs> but but you know, people love Instagram. And obviously, there's the TikToks of the world. There's a bunch of different platforms. I, I am a big believer in trying to find one or two platforms platforms that work for you and, and, and just be consistent with those platforms, right? When, when it comes to lead generation or organic type of marketing uh, strategies. And so I got, you know, a lead, lead, LinkedIn was a big one because obviously you can reach uh, people that are business owners, business people, people that are more likely to, to fall into that sort of bucket. So depending on what you're trying to, to accomplish, it might make sense for you to be on LinkedIn. It might make sense for you to be on Facebook. I mean, the same people are on LinkedIn that are on Facebook 
uh, just a little bit different of an approach as far as that goes, right? Because obviously LinkedIn is going to be a little bit more businessy. Uh, however, that being said, people are attracted to people, right? So people are attracted to them. Right? So one of the biggest sort of uh, errors or, or issues people come across when they first start using, when they start using social media as a as an organic marketing tool, is they get super caught up in selling, 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 right? You know, real estate agents posting listings all the time. Like every single day they're posting listings. They're just always business oriented. You know, that's just something that we kind of get stuck in this sort of thought process that we just need to share a bunch of listings and that's going to give us business or we're going to share a bunch of whatever we're doing and that's going to give us business. But the reality is people on these platforms are humans and they are attracted to people that are similar to them. And so you have to keep that in mind as you're using these platforms uh, as, as a marketing tool, right? And so, especially if you're using your personal profile, which I personally recommend uh, because most of the most of the business profiles on these platforms have drastically reduced reach. And the reason for that is because they want you to pay, right? And so, and mm-hmm. yeah, technically using, or, you know, you're not supposed to sell, you're not supposed to use your personal profile as a, uh, as a sales mechanism, but you can use it to build brand and you can, you can do it. I mean, that's generally what, uh, you know, technically terms of service says you're not supposed to do that, but it's, it's the, the best way, in my opinion, to organically grow uh, relationships and, 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 and your network at scale, right? Because you can actually find the sorts of people that you want to interact with, right? So, you know, one of the tactics uh, strategies that I used, especially early on, was uh, getting on Facebook and, you know, every day I'd, I'd go in and add 10, 15, 20, 30 loan officers. You don't want to do too many a day because you can get, you know, flagged by Facebook. But just start going through and finding people that, that fall under the criteria that, that you are looking to, to find, right? whether that be, you know, other investors where you're looking for people that, that have the money, whatever it is that you're looking for, start start building that sort of network or that the audience, whatever you want to call that, uh, of people that are sort of within the demographic that you want to, let's just say, market to, right? So what I would do is I'd go uh, ask a bunch of people to, to become friends, um, loan officers, stuff like that on, on my end, obviously. And then I would start posting content, right? And just realize when you first get started, you're going to be pretty bad, um, especially if you haven't done a lot of marketing and a lot of content creation and stuff like that. It's, you're going to suck a little bit at first, um, but over time, you get better and better and better. And so um, I generally do all kinds of different sort of uh, recently I haven't done as much because we've kind of moved on to mostly paid ad stuff. It's just kind of got it's a lot, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with doing content all of the time. But when you're getting started, you generally have more time than money. And so using these strategies to, 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 to get in front of your ideal audience is, is probably the best way that you can spend your time uh, as long as you're not just kind of sitting there and not doing anything else outside of that. Right. Right. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So one, a couple of the things that you brought up is that I think it's interesting that, and I think people need to be aware of is that, you know, early on in what you were saying there, you, you brought up the fact that, depending on the platform, you're probably dealing with a different audience. And as such, you probably have to tailor that type of content for that. we got to keep that in mind for that audience. Yeah, 100%. Would you, would you say that you should probably take that into account too when, you know, frankly, it's going to be harder for somebody to do that type of thing if, if they don't like doing it. Um, so yeah. you probably should also find a social network that that you're comfortable with. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I said, you know, sometimes the, the younger demographic really likes Instagram, TikTok, things of those nature. Uh, and I have never, you know, one, one of the biggest things I say, you know, again, is, is find one or two mediums that you, that you really kind of enjoy or that, that you can kind of get behind and, and go all in on those platforms, really learn how they work, learn how the algorithms work um, and, and put out the content that really gets people to engage on those platforms. Because, you know, again, Instagram is going to be very much, you know, pictures and not as much content. X, Facebook, you can write long posts, you know, long copy. Uh, you can write, uh, you can do pictures, you can do all kinds of different things, videos, uh, things of that nature. Inst- uh, LinkedIn, then you can do long posts, but not quite as long. Like they do have a limit on how long you can go as far as that goes. So, you know, if you're doing informational type of content, uh, like, you know, just giving some sort of tutorial or a how-to sort of thing uh, in, in, a, in a copy post, you might have some issues with, with the length on LinkedIn. And, and the same thing with you know, social media, again, like I, I mentioned a couple of times that people are humans, right? And like the people on these platforms are humans and they, they are attracted to people that are similar to them, right? And so again, a lot of times we get stuck in uh, sale, 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 business, business, business. What we really need to do is we need, I like to stick to sort of, uh, uh, the, I call it like the thirds, right? The thirds of, of marketing, right? So you do like a third of your content is business related and that doesn't have to be like, constantly selling, but you might be talking about, you know, something that, that happens with your business. Another third of it's just going to be family type of stuff, right? Just family, what you're doing in life, all these things. And the last thing that I would generally say is uh, you could do something along a uh, thought leader post, right? So a lot of times I'll do, you know, long form posts about, you know, mindset or, you know, something along those lines, investing, all these different things that you can kind of talk about because you can start to build, <laughs> these different facets and you're a well-rounded person and you can use things like proof, testimonials, uh, all these different sorts of, of, of ways of kind of building that business. You can even use memes. Memes are a great way to build business, right? Because uh, if, if you're able to make people laugh, you're actually truly bringing value to their life, right? Like that is if you don't just only do memes and, and just kind of become that. Like, But, but if you can do a, a healthy mix of all these different mediums and all these different ways of marketing, you're actually able to to attract the sort of people that are similar to you, right? I would say personally, I stay away from political stuff mostly, uh, you know, stuff like that. That's just going to be a little bit hot topic. But uh, again, you're just really looking to find people that are similar to you, so you can do business with them, right? And and a lot of times people get so stuck in it's it's a it's a kind of a long game. Organic's kind of a long game. Uh, what you could also do from an organic perspective is do outreach via Messenger, via LinkedIn, like direct messaging. Um, and with that, I do give a caveat to that, that a lot of times people will send a message and will like go connect with someone and then immediately they're trying to pitch them in the inbox or they start asking awkward questions, trying to build a relationship or to give value. Um, but it's not, it's creepy, right? Like you don't just walk up to someone in the bar and and ask like weird questions to this random person at the bar, right? Like you strike up a normal conversation with them. Um, and, and try to learn a little bit about them. Like the first thing you would probably do if you're going to try to connect with someone is like a couple of their posts and not in a creepy way. I've seen people where they just like 10 posts in a row and then try to hit you in the DMs. And you're like, that's, that doesn't work either, right? It's like, you know, comment on one, like one, and you start to sort of build this almost like a little bit of a relationship or, or an awareness of who you are. And you can actually bring that into your conversations as well. Oh, I saw your post the other day about yada, yada, yada. That was awesome boom, and then just kind of start talking that way, right? Because so many times people try to build this inauthentic, uh, they start this inauthentic conversation 
And every time I have someone come at me with like some question like that, like, oh, what is what did you say is your biggest obstacle right now? Or something like that. I know they're going to pitch me on something. So I don't mm-hmm. ever respond to that sort of stuff. So you just have to be careful. There's, you know, there's, there's the people that are just going hard. And I would actually rather have someone hard pitch me right out the gate than have these, you know, waste my time with a bunch of questions only to lead to a pitch down the road, mm-hmm. right? If you're not going to build the relationships the right way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were talking about the different content. Like, uh, you know, at, at one point it was a lot of like, I've t- I talked to other uh, social media experts and it was all video, video, video. Mm-hmm. And then before that it was photos and then before that, it was, you know, it, it's constantly changing. Where do you see that direction now? What, and it's probably, again, different depending on the, the platform. I, yeah, and I think it's, it just differs. I mean, video is still huge. Um, it's not quite as big of a reach. There was a point where doing Facebook Lives, like, you know, Facebook was pushing that like crazy. So if you were doing Facebook Lives, you were getting, you're pretty much notifying your whole network at, at a certain point. And that's, that's kind of gone away, but that's still a good medium to, to actually kind of build a relationship. I don't do as much video as I should really. Um, I, I've really kind of gotten, you know, I, I got a little lazy, but I, I used to do a lot of long form posts, uh, but also family type stuff, things that are going to get engagement, asking questions. Um, and, and just over time, you start to kind of build that muscle. You start to build, uh, you get better at writing, things like that. But you also start to see what works and what doesn't work. And you can also leverage sort of, um, uh, you can leverage, because essentially what Facebook does is if they see that you're consistently posting and you're consistently getting engagement, they're going to actually show your content to more people because that's what they want. They want their platform to, uh, they want the, like the content creators to get more play because there's already so much content out there and there's most of the people are what they're doing is they're resharing other people's content. And that's going to get you. So you don't really want to use links to other platforms. You don't want to use YouTube videos. You know, if you're going to upload a video, you upload it directly into Facebook uh, or do a live or something like that because uh, sharing articles or sharing other people's content, if you're consistently doing that, you're essentially going to get labeled as a spam profile and Facebook's just not going to give you very much reach. So let's say you have thousands of followers or thousands of people that are in your network. Most of them are not going to see your stuff already. You're probably only reaching five to 10% of your audience uh, or the, or your network by, by what you're posting. Right. And so people think that, Oh, they're posting too much or they're posting whatever, but the different people are going to see your content uh, as well. And so just understanding that as well. And, And I think this, this, this sort of strategy, organic marketing needs to be also in, in congruence or not in congruence, but it has to be alongside something else, right? Because I think so many times uh, people use these things as, let's just call it hope marketing, right? And, and so it's like, you need to, I think you need some direct sort of like cold emailing or cold calling or mailers or something along those lines, especially when you're first getting started to get you some quicker deals as you kind of build an app that are organic uh, presence as well, because it does take some time before you start to see some some traction there. But it is a, a great medium to to build your brand, to build uh, momentum, and to and to generate interest in what you do. Right. Right. Well, you know, you talked about this is going to take a while, like that persistent, consistent behavior. What what type should somebody expect? How long? Because I I don't want people to start posting to Facebook and Twitter and thinking that this is going to be an overnight success and they're going to, they're going to see some crazy returns right off the bat. How long would, do they have to, how many times a day should they be posting and how long is it going to take it for them to really see any kind of traction? 
I mean, to, to, to start off, like, I mean, I, I would say like daily is good, but I would say to start off, that's probably not actually going to be sustainable. And so you want to make sure that you're sustainable more so than, um, so consistently and sustainable, right? So like if you can do two to three posts a week uh, and you can consistently do that over and over and over again and continue to grow your, uh, your, your network as well as you're growing that, you're building the relationships, like uh, part of it is you have to engage on other people's profiles as well because then they're going to see your stuff as well. You send a message to someone, Facebook will actually prioritize your content uh, in front of their feed. I think when you, when you first add someone as well, they're going to see your first like three posts as they're scrolling through because they're just seeing, hey, is this person actually going to engage uh, with this person's content? Um, and so it does take time, right? I would say consistently three to six months uh, of, of just posting is when you're going to start to see the most traction. You might get some stuff here and there, depending on, you know, maybe you have already people in your current network that might sort of fall into what you're looking to accomplish. But uh, a lot of times the consistency and the long-term play is what's actually going to build uh, that that audience and build sort of that authority as well. Because if you you post once that you got one win, but that's it. Like if you can post consistently that you're getting wins, you can post consistently that whatever you're closing deals or this, that, and the other, or, you know, that, that like people are going to see, Hey, this is the person that does investing. This is the person that does investing. This is the person that does investing. Maybe I should reach out to this person. Let's say they have a conversation about investing and someone's like, man, I'm really looking for yada, yada, yada. This person does investing. Oh, well, actually I know John over there. He doesn't, you know, investing. You should probably talk to him. And that's how that works. A lot of what I found was I got referrals from people that didn't work with me that had never that I had never even really talked to because I would consistently talk about being the mortgage lead generation guy. Like they just knew because I talked about it all the time. I would post results all the time. They would see all of these things. And so it was funny because a lot of times I'd get referrals from other marketers. Um, oh yeah, this person, I, you know, I don't do mortgage marketing. So you want this person or they'd tag me and stuff, people I'd never talked to. And so that's kind of how that works is, over time, you're able to build that momentum. And then obviously, when you're talking about something like LinkedIn, so the big play there is a lot of times is, is doing some automations to, to, to get new people in your networks, and then sort of building that organic conversation as well there. Uh, but with LinkedIn, the difference there is obviously you have all of that space that you can fill out your jobs, stuff like that. Uh, the one thing with LinkedIn is so many times people will fill out that stuff like a resume. Oh, I worked at X company here, I worked at X company here, instead of using that space as a sales page, right? They need mm -hmm. to use that space as a sales page. Use it so that people are actually, think about the concept of what's in it for me, right? Think about what your ideal client or what your ideal audience is going to want. And when you connect with them, they're gonna look at your profile and they're gonna see, I'm an investor that does this. I'm a loan officer that does this. You know, for me, I'm a marketer that helps loan officers, whatever that looks like. And then they can see case studies, they can see, video testimonials, they can see exactly what we do instead of I worked here and I worked here and I worked here and I worked here, right? And that's huge as well. It's called basically a profile funnel. The same thing you can do with Facebook is optimize your profile so people know what you do. I see so many times loan officers, you go to their profile, you can't even tell they're a loan officer. They don't talk about it. They don't have it on their job, like what their job is. They don't say they're a loan officer. There's nothing. You can't tell. So, so how is someone supposed to find you if you're not ever talking about it, right? Like you could be the best loan officer, you could be the best investor in the world. If no one knows who you are, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of people who they see some of this stuff as a side hustle and they don't talk about it. 
or it's or it's or it's awkward or it's awkward too because it is it is when you first start doing it you're like oh well i don't want my family to see this stuff because it's kind of a i've only done my family and my friends it's kind of weird and because like you know i started my, my marketing business like <laughs> every well, first of all when you first start something new there's people are like oh well it's here we go again type of thing, right? Oh, there's mm-hmm. another guy that's doing this. Like, let's, he'll be back working a job in no time type of thing. And then it's, it was crazy to see, like, the longer I did it, the more I was like, I guess this guy is sticking around, huh? You know, and it was just like, there's almost this, like, momentum, even with my family, right? Even with my parents and stuff like that. It was like, it was interesting to, to sort of see the transition between, like, are you ever going to, are you going to go back and get a job to, oh, this is just what you do now, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's huge, especially when you're getting started that, I wouldn't call them haters, but it, it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I think what they say, like 90% of small businesses fail or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so that's, that's the reality that people are sort of faced with. And so being consistent with that and, and just not caring what your family says or your friends say, or even don't say, but think, right? Like you, you're worried about that. And so you don't post, you don't post consistently. You don't get the engagement you think you should get, but realize a lot of times the people that are most likely to actually turn into a lead or turn into a deal or whatever are a lot of times are the people that don't actually engage. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. So, you know, you're talking about the content, about the content itself, like how, I think a lot of people might be resistant to be posting on a regular basis because they think they, it has to be super polished and, has to be super slick or something. Yeah, well, like like I kind of mentioned earlier, like you're you know like doing videos or doing you know long form copy or doing things like that. Like you're not going to be great at it at first, but that's kind of a good thing because you're not also going to get a lot of reach unless you've already been consistently you know posting and stuff like that about other things, and you do get a lot of engagement. You have a lot of friends, but um, if you do that already, then because um, I was one of those people before, like I didn't ever post on social media, but prior to getting into business. Um, I just was, I just would go on there every once in a while. I'd post family pictures or something along those lines, but I didn't really do much with the, uh, with, with sort of business type posts or anything like that. And so it was, it was, I had to develop that muscle and it felt really weird at first. And I just look back. I love seeing, uh, I love seeing the, the memories when it comes up on Facebook of some of the posts I used to post. I'm a little embarrassed but at the same time. Like most people probably didn't see it, right? Like I've, my network's grown by thousands mm-hmm. of people. And I think back when I started, I had like 400 people in my network. Now I think I have almost 4,000. Um, and so it's just like, that's, that starts to grow over time. Um, and sometimes it's, it's, it's weird. And so um, the content, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be super polished. It just has to mostly be consistent because over time, you're going to develop that and get better and better and better. You know, you don't have to have some professional image or whatever. You can just talk about your family. You can you you know talk about you just closed a deal. You can talk about a testimonial that you got from a client. You can talk about it. You can post a screenshot, uh, things like that. Um, you know because the other thing as well is there's different forms of proof, and so so people like to associate themselves with people that are kind of on an upward spiral, right? People that are successful, and so you know things that you can post as forms of proof are testimonials, screenshots. Um, being published in articles, things like that. Uh, what else? Proof of it's a proof of the upward spiral. Um, you know, people talking about you. So colleagues talking about you. These are all forms of proof that you can leverage as as different types of content that you can put out there, right? Also, like I said, family stuff. You can talk funny stuff. Uh, being relevant to what's going on in, in the marketplace. Uh, there's a lot of different things. You know, even thought leader posts, right? Talking about how to invest 
in a certain type of property, how to use certain programs to invest, you know, things like that, um, all mixed in together kind of gives you like a, a more well-rounded profile that people can be more attracted to because you're not one track mind. You're not just all business. Um, and also because you are partially business, you have a good profile that has all the things that you do. People are going to go to you because they're going to start to, to, to know you as the person that does investing, the person that does loans, the person that does real estate, right? They're going to know you as that person because you talk about it, but you're also an attractive character, right? That's one of the, the marketing principles is becoming an attractive character. Right. And it just just to remind everybody, if they want more on information or contact you directly, they can go to your we- website. Was it ParagonDMG.com? Yeah, ParagonDMG.com. So like Paragon Digital Marketing Group, ParagonDMG.com uh, or, you know, find me on Facebook. You know, and I know this is kind of a backwards question and usually a, p- a person would ask, start off the podcast with this, with this, but how did you get into this? Like what, what made you start doing, focusing on this organic marketing? Yeah, well, so let's take it a little farther back. I mean, uh, so, so I, I got laid off in 2017. I worked for a, a mortgage lender, got laid off in 2017. I tried to start a contract processing business. Uh, if you're in the loan business, obviously, you know, processing, I realized pretty quickly, I didn't want to do that. Uh, I got started to get my lo- my license to become a loan officer pretty quickly realized I didn't want to do that as well. Um, but in the meantime, I started learning how to market for myself, right? And I fell in love with marketing. And so that's kind of how this whole thing came about as far as um, as just kind of starting my marketing agency and, and, and working towards that. And as far as the organic side of things go, I went through a program pretty early on in uh, in, in this whole, whole business thing that, that they talked a lot about organic marketing. They talked about, and I also was just reading as much as I could. And there were some, some different people out there that had great content uh, on how to basically leverage your social profiles to, to generate interest, right? And so I started implementing some of this stuff over time. And it's funny because it was, again, it was really awkward at first. Uh, I started talking about things and, and, and it just, it just kind of started to snowball. And as I started, was consistent with it, you know, business started growing. I was able to talk about that and I was able to leverage, you know, proof in different ways as well. You know, sometimes early on, I would talk about the same client three or four different ways, right? Mm-hmm. I would talk about, you know, the cost per lead that we were getting on, on Facebook. I would talk about, oh man, today we got this X amount of leads. And it was sometimes the same client that I was talking about, but it was just different ways of, of framing the conversation. So we're not talking about the same thing every single day. And so maybe you're just getting started out and you don't have a ton of testimonials and things like that, but you can sort of leverage them in different ways because you have to realize not everybody's going to see every single one of your posts, right? And so you don't you don't have to feel like you're just overly, uh, you know. And, and the thing with social media too is, it's there and then it's gone. It's gone fast, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know, if they just didn't happen to log in that day, they're not going to see it. So there's only going to be a small percentage of people that are seeing uh, a lot of your posts, right? Right. You know, and that's a, that's a good uh, segue too is the fact that uh, as some people feel like they're going to be become repetitive. Like, but they yeah. shouldn't really be concerned about that, right? I mean, like you said, there's a chance that most of them aren't going to see the one post. Repeti- right. Repetition, it really isn't an issue. Well, and, and 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 that being said, repetition is the mother of all skill, too. Um, and so, you know, creating the habits around doing things like this, 
po- posting organically, posting, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, right? I mean, whether it be using social media, whether it be cold calling, all these things, like the more you do these things, the better you're going to get at them, right? You know, the first mm-hmm. time you pick up a phone to cold call, you're going to suck. I wouldn't, I mean, I personally don't like the cold call, but I've done it in the past because that's what needed to, to, to happen, right? And so it's the same thing, right? Like how can you develop those muscles uh, that allow you to grow as a person and to grow as, 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 whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, because yeah, it is, it is, it is hard and, and, you know, and repetition, like, again, like you can repeat things in different ways. Um, you know, as long as it's not like, you, you just want to make sure you try to weigh, uh, you just don't post about business every single day. If you're only posting once a day, mm-hmm. if you're posting three or four times a day, you can probably post every day about business. Right, because that's that's contextual to the amount of content you're putting out there, right? But if you're only putting out content that's business oriented, the, the likelihood of it being uh, getting great engagement, because business posts always get less engagement than family posts, fam- pictures of family, pictures of vacations, merit weddings, you know, engagements, things like that. Those are going to get much higher engagement, and so the more engagement you get, the the more likely it is that Facebook will share your other posts with more. Uh, reach as well. And so it's, it's a little bit of an engagement game too. Like engagement is a vanity metric, but at the same time, without engagement, the likelihood of your post seeing reach is pretty low. And so you have to stray the line between your engagement sort of posts and your business sort of posts and things like that. And so uh, by, by sort of giving yourself uh, sort of multiple ways to, to put out content and stay in front of people, you're staying top of mind as well. So you got to realize that as well. They know you as whatever the investor, as the loan officer, as the marketer, as a real estate agent, they know you as that person, but they also start seeing your other content, right? And so you also start to become more of a person to them as well, right? There's the, the person, you start to develop that personality. And so, you know, oh, well, I, I also have a family. I like that. I like talk about my family all the time because I want to work with people that, have families, right? I want to work with people that are similar to me. And so that's why I put that sort of content out there. Not because I'm, you know, whatever, it's just because I, that's who I want to work with. Those are the sort of people that sort of align with my goals, my values, my dreams, all those things, because they're wanting similar things that I do. Right. What do you think of uh, using some of those, some of the uh, tools to be posting to the social networks? So it's all the same content blasted across everything. Uh, um. You know, Typically, and some of those things that come to mind. Tip, typically, uh, so social media platforms reduce the reach uh, when you use third-party apps like that to 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 put out content. Um, especially, I mean, and if you're doing it on a if you're doing it on a business page, so I, I'm talking. This is all personal, like using your personal profile to talk about these things because business profiles. The reality about all these platforms is they want you to pay to play, right? You know, as a business. Mm. Right, so if you use your business profile, your your likelihood of getting reach is like you're gonna get like one to three percent of your the people that are that have liked your page. And I think Facebook actually just did away with even likes on personal page on the business pages even. So I don't even know how you build a how you build a following on a business page anymore. Um, but yeah, ultimately, those those tools tend to not work. And also, sometimes like using those templated while they're easier to use those templated sort of uh, sites that will actually put out content for you too. Cause there is, I know sites out there that will actually, you know, kind of cookie cutter out things. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, I mean, if you want to do that as part of your content, maybe, 
but you, you I personally think you, you have much better results by actually doing the content yourself. At some point, you might be able to outsource that to someone who understands your voice and understands your brand. Um, but it's pretty hard to kind of build that actual brand and connection with people if you're just going to use some sort of tool that posts for you. It's, it's just, it's, it's hard. Sure. Right. Well, let's, let's close things out here a little bit by giving people like three actionable items that they can, they can take care of or, or work on right away. Like, uh, what are like the top three things that, if they're going to start building a brand on social media that they can implement right now. Yeah. I mean, so there's a couple of different ways, obviously from a, from a cheap standpoint, um, you know, using, like I mentioned the, the organic strategies uh, going out there and, you know, if you're using something like Facebook or Instagram or even LinkedIn is, is connecting with the people that are going to be within your target audience. Uh, so whether that be Facebook, you know, maybe 20 to 30 people a day, Instagram, probably around the same amount. I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I'm not, I'm not big on Instagram, but uh, LinkedIn, uh, you could do, I think, up to 100 uh, a day. However, you probably want to have a paid profile for that. But again, you still want to be connecting with people every single day and putting content out consistently. Uh, the other way you could, you, could, you could do that for very, very cheap is you could use something like a Facebook ad and do like one or two or up to $5 a day and just use something like an engagement post or a reach post. Or, or something along those lines to just put out content. And that's gonna build your brand, right? It's gonna be cheap. It's probably not gonna bring a ton of leads, but it's gonna build your brand and it's gonna be fairly cheap, right? So if you have a couple bucks to spare on a daily basis, you know, two, three bucks a day, you can actually get pretty far with that uh, using some sort of a dollar, two, three, four, five dollar a day strategy uh, to, to sort of target your, your ideal audience, whatever that looks like. Um, and then, now that's probably the main things. And then the other strategies you could obviously use is obviously the first strategy was adding people and then posting organic content. So whether that be testimonials, uh, proof, whether that be uh, long, long form articles, not articles, but long form sort of uh, uh, posts about, let's just say investing or whatever it is that you want to, to post about just giving you, making you a thought leader. Uh, but then the third sort of thing that I was going to say is using direct outreach using LinkedIn, uh, especially if you're looking for sort of business-minded people, LinkedIn, uh, you can go there, you can add people and you can connect with them, have a conversation there. Same thing you do with Facebook, Instagram DMs. I know uh, a loan officer that has um, built his majority of his business off of Instagram, just kind of built his, his, his page up and then he'll just DM. He just sends DMs out to, to real estate agents. He sends DMs out to, to people like that, mostly real estate agents over there so that he can sort of, hey, you want to have coffee or whatever, you want to meet up. And then they have that conversation that way. And again, you're looking for that initial conversation. You're not trying to make a sale uh, via the DMs, right? Via the, the, the private message, right? So same thing with Facebook. You know, you can, you can like their content. You can start a, a normal conversation uh, with them and, and then kind of go from there and see if that turns into anything. But again, just be careful because you can get creepy pretty fast and get, uh, you know, kind of obnoxious pretty fast. And, uh, one, one thing marketers always say is that marketers break everything. Uh, so, so marketers like to take things to the, the, the full extreme. They automate things, you know, they break things, they go hard. Um, but at the same time that that's, that's what shows you is that, you know, marketers are just willing to test it. So it's like, go out there, test what works for you, what feels comfortable for you. There were some strategies that I learned in that, that organic group that I just didn't like. Like one of the things they talked about was posting in other people's groups 
And then anybody who likes or comments on your thing, you then add them and then start conversations with them. I always felt that was kind of weird. I didn't like that. So I like to just kind of do that on my own profile or start your own Facebook group or something along those lines. But mm. I didn't like to kind of like hijack other people's groups because uh, it just felt it just felt inauthentic and weird. Sure. Well, I you know I really appreciate this conversation. I think that everybody, like I said, when we started talking, kicking off this conversation, everybody's trying to find that low hanging fruit, especially when they're getting into real estate investing for the first time. They're trying to wring out every piece of marketing minute and dollar that they can. And uh, an organic reach on social media is is a great place to to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, outside of what we've talked about today, was there a, do you, was there a question you wished I would have asked? No, I mean just just from the uh, from the from the paid perspective, if you are going to do lead gen on on a platform like Facebook, Google, YouTube, uh, Instagram, any of those platforms, a couple. So I'll just kind of come up with a couple little tips here. Is is one if you this is if probably if you have a little bit more money uh, burning a hole in your pocket. Spend enough money that it makes sense, but but be patient. Uh, but the biggest thing for, for that is needing to have a process for the follow-up, right? Because so many times people think that, that just by getting more leads, they're just going to miraculously make more money and close more deals. But the reality is more more leads into a broken system leads to, leads to broken results. And so um, if you do go out there, you do want to run some ads, you do want to generate some leads, realize that if you don't have a good follow-up process, you don't have a good sales process, you don't have a good closing process, all of these different steps, the consumer or the person at the other end is, is really looking for reasons not to do business with you, right? And so if you don't have that all dialed in, you're, you're, you're really just going to really burn a hole in your pocket, right? And so, you know, if you're going to do that, uh, just be careful, uh, but just make sure you have good follow-up automations, a follow-up process. You're going to call. How many times are you going to call? Are you going to text them? How many times are you going to text them? How quickly are you going to call? Do you, do you have the capacity to do that? All right. And then the second thing, as far as that goes, is trying to generate higher quality leads. We generally do long form leads, right? 12, 14 questions. And we found that by doing that, by having longer questions, by having questionnaires, really, you're increasing intent uh, and generally you're mm-hmm. increasing quality. But the last thing, uh, is is being aware of the sort of audience that you're looking for, right? Because with mortgage stuff, like one of the things early on, I would talk about zero percent financing. I'd talk about you know hundred, you know whatever zero percent down, hundred uh, percent financing, things like that. A low credit, low down payment, and and guess what happened? I mean, you're attracting the sort of people that are not going to qualify for a mortgage, right? And so you start to think, you have to start to think, what does the consumer, what is the person that you're looking to attract, want, need, and like? And, and put ads out there that are going to attract the sort of people that are going to turn into a deal, not that's going to get you the cheapest lead, right? And so increasing intent, but also increasing quality by, by actually putting out ads that are attracting the sort of people that are most likely to turn into a deal, if that makes sense. Yep. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like we could probably spend an entire episode talking about how to make the most use of paid advertising. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I Yeah. We didn't even get into any of that stuff, which is a lot of what we do, you know, for, for our clients, right. Is but organic stuff is, I love that stuff because for people that are just starting out, uh, there's always, we're always looking for, you know, cause I, I, for the first two years, I didn't spend much on, on ads and a couple of times I did. And every time it was just, you know, money out of my pocket because mm-hmm. I didn't have a process. I didn't have a process for sales. I didn't have a process for follow-up. And so, you know, it applied to me just same, the same way it applies to loan officers, the same way it would apply to an investor. 
if you're going to use stuff like paid ads and you don't have a system, you're just, you're just going to spend money that you don't probably have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's better to just get a couple deals under your belt, make some cold calls, use organic marketing, you know, do the free strategies until you have some money to, to spend, to develop a system, uh, and you work on your own processes or you can pay for, you know, someone to, to kind of show you their processes or something along those lines, because that's really where you're going to see success. Right. Mm-hmm. No, well, Luke, I really appreciate you uh, giving us this insight and, and some inform in the information. To remind everybody again, go over to paragondmg.com. Uh, Luke Shankula. I was. Yep. It, it's easy to. It looks harder than it is. Yeah. Shankula, S H A N K U L A. Find him on Facebook and LinkedIn and. I know you're not a huge fan of Instagram, but I think you're there as well. I'm, I am there. Yeah, yeah. You, I might, it might take a couple of weeks if you if you send me a DM there though, because I only check probably <laughs> once every couple of weeks. But I, uh, I have a, a marketing person that's like, you need to start doing Instagram, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to do that. So, <laughs> well, well, you mentioned that you don't get Instagram. I, I don't get Instagram, but I, I really don't get TikTok. I don't understand oh, that at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I. I logged in uh, and I deleted it after like two weeks. <laughs> so, but that being said, I do know loan officers that are getting deals doing TikTok, talking about you know USDA programs, talking about zero uh, percent financing options, down payment assistance programs. So, so I mean, it depends on you know what demographic you are, right? Like there might be there might be some opportunity for investors on something like TikTok, on something like Snapchat. I don't know. Right, like every, I think every platform works, mm-hmm. but again, sticking to one or two platforms that, that you're going to be consistent with is really the big play. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a lesson for just in business in general. If you're getting into real estate investing, for example, we always advise people to to focus on strictly wholesaling at first, or right, or rentals, or whatever. Get good at that one thing before you consider broad in the broader landscape. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, Luke, I really appreciate it. I, I think we, uh, if, if you're open to it, we, we could have you back on and we can chat a little bit about the pay for advertising. Like I yeah. said, that would be a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah. And paid again. I mean, you know, obviously the, the biggest, you know, the, the big thing I like to talk about uh, with, with paid ads again is the back end is, is, is more important almost than the front end. Right, getting more leads, great. Yeah, there's ways to qualify them. There's ways to improve intent. There's ways to improve quality. But if you don't have a good process, you don't have the right mindset. You don't have the right sales stuff going on. Like you're just gonna burn a hole in your pocket. And you know, I have, I would probably wager that, you know, 80, 90 percent of people that they say they've been burned by online lead gen companies probably just didn't have a good system. And and you know, there probably was deals to be had. They just didn't right. know how to follow up properly, and the company didn't help them with that either. So, right. No, I really appreciate it. Again, it's paragondmg.com and uh, hope you can be on again sometime and we'll uh, talk soon. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.